So guys, um, you guys know I went to Waterloo, Wisconsin this weekend. Wait, you did? Um, and I got to tell you, it was really freaking hot in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Looked hot. I got roasted in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I got pretty uh, I got nice sunburn, but I got burnt pretty bad by Ellen Noble. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Friday, Emily and I were walking around after the race, and we were kind of peeking around the Rafa Focus tent. And I said, "Is that Ellen Noble?" And she kind of came. She came out and said hello to Emily and I, and we started chatting with her. And she didn't race on Friday, and I was a little bit nervous because it's, it's freaking Ellen Noble. So I'm, I'm trying to make conversation and not be awkward. And I say, so are you racing on Sunday? And mm. she said, well, I don't come here for the weather. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Well, gentlemen, welcome to episode 23 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is Bodie Bodie. Hey, this is the T-Bone. And this is Sochiria. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. I'm getting excited about my uh, bike ride coming up next week. Going out to California to ride the uh, Pablo Across America ride, but don't want to talk about that, but I am excited and um, happy to be spending the evening with you guys uh, talking about things that have happened and looking forward to things that will be happening soon mm. yeah there's a lot of stuff that happened I'm, i was pretty excited to come and chat bikes with you although it is kind of funny that we did not put pavlov on the agenda today and that's a pretty big thing we're doing so i don't mind yeah you talking about that i mean talk about it a little bit later maybe when we boot it down close the agenda. out um do you guys want to get right into like the great stuff yeah i want to hear about your trip bodie yeah. welcome back thanks So Emily and I went to Waterloo, Wisconsin for the Trek Cup and the World Cup uh, hyphen Waterloo. Two different races, just to clarify. Yeah, and it was awesome. Amazing. Amazeballs. It was cool, as in like rad, but it was hot, as in it was really hot. Was it also lit AF? It was pretty lit AF. It was P-lit AF. Borderline lit fam. Oh, like total lit fam. Yeah. AF. Yeah. Possibly. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't really know where to start because um, there's a lot to talk about. So well, let's start. Let me just ask a quick question. Matthew Vanderpoel, uh, does he look faster than me on a cross bike? Only slightly. Only slightly. Okay. I figured figured there was some degree of, of, of difference there. <clears throat> that actually uh, reminds me of something we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. Matt. Um, and I guess let's just... Let's, let's get into it. Is that Vanderpool? Obviously, he won the World Cup, and he won uh, Trek Cup too. He won on Friday, and he won on Sunday. He is he is head and shoulders above the rest of the racers so much that I have decided that he is in his own category. Right. He is. What, what did you say, Matt? Or category. Or, or, yeah. Yes. Or that, category that was, would that be the, the, French, the French term. <laughs> Quoting. Yeah. 
So Sorterio. MVDP is riding his own category, and it's the rest of the people who are trying to cat up to his category. I mean, because right. like he has his own race, and then there's everybody behind him. I mean, I, granted, it was a little bit hard to watch the entire race while you're on the ground um, photographing. I was a lot of things are going through my head, like trying to get a good shot, trying to find a cool spot to stand. Right. That I'm not skilled enough yet to do that and really pay attention to what's happening in the race, but. He was well. In the so world, is it kind of hard to keep keep a track of like where people are and who's in front and who's. It in the was hard chase because group. I didn't quite know the course, and especially on Friday when I just showed up and I tried to walk the course, but it was hard to do because they were racing on it. So right. I didn't have a bike, so I couldn't just like pre-ride the course to learn it. So it was a lot of like looking at the map, stumbling around, going the wrong direction. Looked kind of spread out too. It was pretty spread out. Um, there were a couple points where you like cross the course and then go into a black hole as in like you couldn't really get out which i thought was a weird feature Mm. um but yeah so i it was hard to like really see how the race is playing out you would see them come by a feature but then i would be like you know trying to take shoot photos and make sure the shot was awesome and then they would go away and then um they'd come back around and i would be at a different part in the course trying to get a different shot so it, it was really hard to follow a race but i know in the world cup i mean mvdp was just the first lap he came around i was at the factory hill and he'd already had a gap oh yeah like huge i mean he spent that whole race out the front similar to jingle cross right yeah yeah he got he, 10, think, sec- 10 seconds on that first lap yeah that he his 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 dominance in the, uh, the waterloo race i think was even even more profound than than in jingle cross he had a he had a big gap by the third turn yeah i mean he just he, he got the whole shot and and had, had gapped the field I, 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 honestly i really do think if you look back at the footage of that race he's he's got a 12 bike length lead by the third turn yeah so he's he's on another level um right now yeah, we'll see how long that can last. I mean, he's in the past he's ridden like that, but, but he's been in, he'll, then he'll get injured or he's been sick, right? That's usually his kryptonite, but yeah. And also in the past what's happened is he does that. He goes out super hard from the start and he gaps everybody else and then eventually Wout kind of drags himself up to him and the two fight it out together. So do we think that Wout maybe a little off early season and not not up to form or is Vanderpool just that much better this year than he has been because Wout has not been able to carve into his lead at all no and and Wout really hasn't even been competitive in these first two races amongst the amongst the sort of B group that's chasing uh Vanderpool right Wout looked to really suffer he looked like I mean everybody it was hot I'll say that again. It was hot both days. It was hotter on Friday, but um, he looked to be really suffering from the heat. And that scene at the finish line, I don't know how much they showed at, during the live stream, like what happened once all the racers crossed right. the line. You mean racers collapsing and being given yeah. emergency water sort of dumped I mean, all over them and cold was, towels and that whole deal? It was a brutal war zone experience. And on one hand, as a photographer, it was amazing because there's so much emotion and just things that you really want to take photos of but at the same time you also felt for all these uh racers and a little bit spoiled 
for me, some of these amazing shots that I'd seen because I'm standing there with my camera in Wout's face, which by the way, was pretty amazing. Yeah, great like, shot by the way. literally be right there by the world champion. Like, right. oh, hello Wout, don't mind me with my big lens in your face. Although yeah. I wasn't that close. But I mean, some of the photographers really, especially if they have a relationship, they're like right on top of them. I mean, because right. you want that really great shot. And there's like four photographers around one person like just sitting there. Um, so you kind of see beyond the fourth wall there. But that was that was pretty chaotic. And I, I also felt it was almost like a little bit of a fetish, like little like, I don't know. It was or like not, it's like disaster porn to a certain extent. Um, anyway, it was it was surreal uh, experience, but the trek did have all these water bottles and like wet towels and um, so yeah, Woot looked like he was suffering. Well, yeah, he I mean, looked like he looked like he'd been in a fight. Yeah, everybody was mm-hmm. suffering, but when MVB, MVDP came across the line, he just looked right, just like a jaunt in the park, and he didn't like sit there mm. at the finish line. He went around the back behind the podium, and I don't know. To the VIP. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he went straight to the club. Like, that's how <laughs> chill he was. Well, two things. Or, yeah, two things. I mean, one, he just seems to have more fitness than anyone else. And second, he was riding at the front all day, and he wasn't riding through, you know, big clouds of dust that were being kicked up by that's the true. riders all around him. Yep. So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't dirty and, and beat up looking like the, like the rest of those guys. In his all-white skin suit. Yeah, that was a little bit too white. You could see his uh, his Norge, as my mom would call it. His Norge. Yeah, the, the, you know, like the fjord above your butt, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> upper butt crack. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was uh, mm. that was. That We've was... all been behind a guy in the pace line. Uh, yeah, where that happens, haven't we? I, I was pulled him aside, like, uh, bro, you know. <laughs> I feel like MVB, MVDP would not care. Like he's the kind of guy he doesn't. I... I mean, you've seen that video of him. I'm sure a lot of people didn't care to be able to see that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the men's race was 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 won almost from the gun. Yep. Um, What it was won from the gun. It really was. And uh, any yeah, it it anything else notable, Bodie, from that race, from your perspective, as being there and 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 watching the race. I mean, how do how do the other guys look? you know, you know, everybody looked to be suffering. I spoke to Stephen Hyde after the race. Um, I met him. I don't want to say I met him. I've, I've met Stephen Hyde a few times, actually, but I, I don't imagine him to remember me, so I always, like, introduce myself again, and, and, and he remembers. I always drop the Skip and Sarah Town Pensacola connection, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah. But I talked to him after the race on Sunday, because he – I don't know where he finished, but he finished – Maybe you can pull that up. Oh, Johnson. he was, I think, 18th? He was in, he was in the top 20. I think he was 18th. Yeah, yeah he was he the was... highest-placed American. <laughs> he uh, was. Hashtag the... highest-placed American. That's, but, that's um... good. Hashtag highest-placed American. Yeah. And, and, he, and he, I think he said he got crashed out by both Tobin and Kerry. Yes. Which are kind of his boys. And there was, he was a crash right coming into the pit. And I think I think it was Kerry, but you didn't get to see it on camera. I think it was Kerry Werner who was actually ahead of uh, him and he kind of crashed and Hyde crashed into him and he tweaked, Kerry Werner tweaked his bars but instead of going like turning around and going into the pit he, um, you know that pit corner right there, he's like crashed into the the corner of the pit right there 
but he kept going and so he didn't get to go into the pit until halfway mm. around the lap uh, which he later admitted was a mistake that was Kerry yes yeah so that's what happened to Stephen High but looked like he he looked like he was riding strong he he was picking people off um, he looked really well uh, Jay, well him and Wout were right together for a while yeah in the race I don't even know did Jay Powell finish the race no he DNF'd um yeah what's what's going on with Jay Powell this year um well you could say what what went on with Jay Powell last year he started well that third place with uh Hyde and in Rochester you know that was a great a great start yeah I don't know um he last year he crashed really hard at track cup I don't know what's going on but well, hopefully he can get it together. Yeah, I mean, he, he seems to be doing a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know that anything else in the men's race. Yeah, so, I mean, the, 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 the rest of the podium, I thought, was interesting. Corner Van mm-hmm. Kessel finishing in second. And Dan, and Dan Sota, yeah, who I've never new, heard of. New Belgian racer. New, um, new guy on Telef- Telenet Fidea. And, um, you know, had a, had a distinctive gap on on the, the the rest of the usual contenders uh kpow uh wout uh, tom Mewson, uh, they were they had gapped them pretty well and they seemed to be for majority of the race the only people i mean it never they never looked to threaten spud vanderpoel with, but yeah spud was with them for a while that's right van Tornout was and with then, them for a while uh, and then they dropped him um Spud. <laughs> yeah. Pleasure is my pleasure. Uh, and uh, Lars Vanderhaar finished fairly uh, far down. He so crashed did Lawrence, too. He did. Yep. Uh, Lawrence Sweek had a mechanical. I think he had some trouble with his bike at one point. I don't know if he... Is that what happened to Oh, crash? he broke his... No, he... Uh, he uh, the... Uh, Oh god, what do you call it? The um the nozzle of his camelback? No, his yeah. shoe, the what do they call boa? it? Oh, the boa. The boa. His boa came loose. That's right. And he spent about 20 odd seconds like getting it back That's right. in and tightening it up in again the pits, in the pits dealing the with pit his lane. shoe. Yeah. He was dicking around with his shoe for quite a while. And you know what? Uh MVDP's had a bit of that with those S-fires too. So, I don't know. Those are those the ones you bought? I bought no. I bought the Junior S fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, cross does ruin everything around everyone, including it, the pros. Shoes, including the pros. So well, speaking, speaking of which, Wout's had some. Uh, didn't Wout pit twice during the race? Um, MVDP only pitted once, and I think that was to get a fresh water bottle. Yeah. That was. I the thought only it was pretty reason. odd they weren't doing feeds. I don't. I still don't understand like why they weren't doing feeds there. They did have a sprinkler set up on the backside. Yeah, we saw that on the road section. Yeah, yeah. and that was pretty cool. Made for some cool shots. I did not get a cool shot there, but I was jealous of the other photographers. They also were. I mean, we were talking about they were dousing uh, soigners or mechanics were dousing their riders at various points of yeah. the course. So when I first started seeing that happen, um, I, I thought to myself. You know, well, is this just, are these just, you know, fans that are taking it upon themselves to cool these riders off? And I thought, well, that, you know, that wouldn't be cool, right? No. If right. you were just doing that. So I, I appreciate like, like your... Like a uh, former year's Cross Vegas kind of beer spraying. That's right. Uh, That's right. 
forgot about that. Mm. Yeah, big, big, uh, big problem that uh, big I can't remember who that was. Hashtag that. the Radivist. So, <laughs> but in any event, I'm glad he you was clarified just that. Photos. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that, Bodie. That those were, were yeah swaneurs that were that were doing that. Uh, some riders were were getting water dumped multiple times per lap. Uh, yeah. I saw Tom Hopper. I I ran with Tom Hopper, who was the Aspire Racing mechanic, from the back section to the front section. We were obviously both going to the finish line together, and he was carrying a cooler that had water and water bottles in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we need to re- rewind because we just briefly went over this. Van uh, Schweek was wearing a Camelback. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about this? Oh yeah. We can. I think we need that. to talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I mean, um, it. The fact. I've been waiting to talk I didn't realize he had a mechanical and had a shoe issue. I just saw him, and he was way down in the field. And he looked miserable, and he had a camelback, and I thought, well, he looks like a Cat 5. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my, my hot take on that is when they did the, you know, they did the, the front line uh, uh, call-up shot at the beginning of the race. Yeah, we saw it right there, didn't we? Saw it right at the beginning of the race, and I thought, well, he's lost this race in my mind already. <laughs> You're right. He looked like, he looked like uh, a, a local mountain biker. Um, well... I would imagine he looked like a hunchback because he did. did, It was just apparently it was just the bladder squeezed into his skin suit. He wasn't wearing an actual camelback under there, like with the straight. It was underneath his skin suit. No, but it was just apparently just the bladder. From what I've heard, you know, is that it's just the bladder, just like shoved down the back of his skin suit. Right, that makes sense. So I don't know. Well, I guess maybe taped to his skin with medical tape. I don't know. There was a run up. So I was like, why don't they just put bottles on their bikes? I mean, there was a run-up. Well, Vanderpoel had a bottle on his bike. Yeah. On the seat tube. Totally pro. Yeah. So pro for cross. Is there another way to do it? Well, you don't do it on the down tube. You do it on the seat tube. Yeah. So pro. Um, I did get one shot. Some some had it on the down tube, Vanderpoel. No. 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 I mean, he he is capital P... Capital R O A F. I mean, yeah. you can't really get more. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would say he's one hundred percent. Ten out of ten. Uh, you know, if we can get some five stars for that from that'd yeah, one hundred percent glasses. Yeah. You heard and it here first. And umbrellas. They make umbrellas too. Apparently, that's true. That was uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny to see the umbrella used for shade in cyclocross. So, I mean, just before we leave, I mean, are we all are we all two thumbs way down on the Camelback? Well, yes. you know, I. It's, what's interesting, I think, about that, about the Camelback, is that, okay, remember like two or three years ago, everyone was like, the Euros are never going to use disc brakes, okay? They're never going to go disc. It's all, you know, it's canties all the way. They're yeah. just like, that's that's it. It's not cross without canties. Were there any canties in that race? Did you see anybody yeah, running Yeah, I think 2017 CX season is the is the the season that finally put canties. I think last season was. No, there were still some people running canties last year, but literally this year, I don't think anyone is running canties. I don't think you. You were there, Bo. Did you see anybody with? I don't running know. I have to review the photos, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think there. I bet any... you didn't. I bet you didn't see a single one in either of. Those. I mean, none of the none of the top Wait, guys. So, but, all right. Or, so what does that have to do with the, the Camelback? You're okay. Saying oh, so right. well, I, okay. So point interrupted. Sorry. So Sir the Cheerio. thing is, is like, oh no, disc brakes. That's not cross. Okay, now they're running disc brakes. All right. Sweet shows up with a camelback under his jersey. If we're going to start having World Cup races in the summer, 
which yeah. basically it is, right? True. It's no. hot yeah. as balls out there. Yeah. And they're going to be doing World Cup races. I bet there's going to be more people go, that's not a bad idea, you know? Well, you remember as recently as a couple of years ago when this, when this, you know, they first started having the early Canties. season. Okay. He's a nobody, though. Go ahead. Exactly. When they first started having these early season cross races over here, I mean, yeah. I don't remember if it was Cross Vegas or if it was Jingle Cross last year or what it was. Right. But there was a big discussion amongst the European pros about whether or not it was cool to, you know, carry water during a race. I mean, even in a even at in all. a beat on at all. Right. And 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 now suddenly we've got to the point where you know, as you say, yeah. Now we've got Lauren Sweek, uh, with the with the Camelback. I don't know. I I. I that may be a bridge too far for for a lot of these guys. First off, I well, mean that 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 nozzle dangling around. I mean it was you know hanging around like a like a <laughs> weird plastic ponytail hanging off of his shoulder. <laughs> and I mean it's not like you're. I uh, you know what I th I think you're gonna get used to that. I think you're gonna see more of it. And I also think it's gonna like the 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 lines between XC mountain biking and cross are gonna get blurred. There's gonna be start to be dropper posts. Yeah. It's going to start to be, you know, there might be some springy bits happening in places. <laughs> baggy shorts? That's gonna, no, I don't think they'll go baggy. I think it's still going to be skin suits because it's like cross country, cross, cross country mountain biking is still, is still like that. But I think, I think they're going to start adopting more and more mountain bike technology in cross, which I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's, that's a little bit worrying in some ways. I think once suspension starts coming in, it's kind of like take, defeats the point of cross. Yeah, but I think that. Uh, is, there, is there not a UCI rule against that? Um, I'm guessing there is in yeah. UCI. Yeah. Yeah. UCI I, has a lot of rules. I, yeah. I really do hope that it's. I mean, yeah, that's the whole point of cross. You're, yeah, I think it's a rigid frame. Rigid frame. A rigid, it's a, a road bike. Obviously, it's been modified over the years, but that's essentially what it is. That's the whole challenge of it. I, this is well, okay. You say a rigid frame. The Trek bikes have uh basically an elastomer sec uh shock section on both the head tube and the seat tube now you know do they yeah huh well well so guess it's just short track mountain bike racing then well it's not i mean it's not it's it's more of a fore aft thing and not an up and down thing mm. but it's still like there there's like a disconnection there so there is some damping going on mm -hmm. a disc uh it is a well whatever the hell they call it but yeah that's starting to happen so i'm sure how i feel about that cross yeah. is dead cross <laughs> is over so what's next guys uh parkour wait yeah. wait we haven't even talked about the women's race yet <laughs> no well you just killed it talking about suspension no. like cross let's move on to the women's race yes yeah first I of all the most important news from the women's race huge news huge news is that sonic kant reposted one of my photos oh that wasn't the huge news i was gonna say but that's huge news also did i get a golf clap for that <laughs> yeah. or i mean very good yeah <laughs> yeah i know i know Damn, you should great shot really... it was a great shot God. awesome shot and uh that's pretty awesome oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> bear. you get a bear roar oh my god oh, We're gonna this just... is like <laughs> Your soundboard needs like to get. I don't worst, know. Like the worst, like morning radio, radio show. show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome, I, man. Shall I start doing like a, an offensive, um, you know, a, a gay T -bone in the voice, uh, or uh, or an African American? Should I do that now? No, no but no. Bodie, fantastic photograph. 
Thank um, you. And 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 absolutely, if I'd been Sonicon, I would have reposted that as well. And the cool thing about it is, it's like you had a caption contest for that photo, and Sonicon won it with her caption. She did, which was badass. Keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. Was, yeah. And what was interesting was that I took that photo. I so that run up, I had been there a few times, and every time she'd run up, she had had her head down. Um, mm until she got kind of past me or the photos that took her head was always down. And then the last time I did it, I just got a vantage point. I'm snapping away. And then she goes past a look and I go, Oh great. Like she, she looked up that time. Yeah. So then, obviously you guys can't see this photo. We'll post it on the yeah, you ride website, but it's, well, it's, it's already on the, yeah, you ride. Uh, yeah. It's on yeah. the, yeah, you ride website. There's, there's two galleries there. It's also on my Instagram. So go look at it. Give it some likes. I mean, but it's, it's Sonicant, uh, running up with her bike. Appears that her bike, she's pushing the bike, right? Yeah, Rolling pushing. it, kind of pushing it up the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and has her, her head low just over the bars. And then is peering up sort of, you know, looking up, looking straight ahead up the hill, kind of toward the camera pretty uh pretty sort of uh just an epic epic look about it and uh interesting the way she's holding the bike with True. her right hand she sort of has it at, on the down on the seat tube she's holding it on the seat tube with her arm sort of reversed around it it was an odd grip that she had i couldn't figure out what was going on so i'm going to ask uh, since she's your new pal, Bodie, yeah, uh, I and probably and... probably follows, yeah, you ride, oh, and, and and I'm yeah. sure has no, linked to has linked to the uh, link to the podcast on iTunes, and is probably sitting. <laughs> I think she, I, I'm I'm sure she's reviewed the podcast by yeah. now and given it a glowing review on iTunes. So, Sana, as, as if, all of our listeners have, if you are point. listening, uh, drop us a line and let us know what was up with that uh, with that funky with that funky hold. Yeah, yeah. hashtag might... sup with that, Sana. Yeah. Hashtag suck with that, Sana. Sana. I so, love it. All right, but in all seriousness, Sana won the World Cup. Um, beat yeah. the Heat. Beat the Heat. Which she's had trouble with in the past. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Over at these American races. I think she's She had a tough adapting. time on Friday, right? She crashed she three crashed times. She crashed three times, and yeah. And landed on her head one time. Um, so, yeah, and but she, I didn't know if she would be able to come out swinging on Sunday, and, and she did. Um, and she looked really strong and uh well, she really kind of lit it up about what halfway through the race yeah she sat in with the pack for yep. the majority of the first part of the race and it was it, it kind of looked like the first half of her race at jingle cross and and as we all know from that race she just she never quite got it together mm-hmm. uh, to make any sort of a move in that race and it kind of looked like a repeat performance this week but you know lo and behold she sat in and just waited until others started to fade and 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 then came alive um again she really i think she started to i think she i guess she got to a certain point she was like i actually feel what it looked like it's like i actually feel pretty good and she really started to force it and really started to force it and like snap the elastic on that group and uh and it broke pretty fast there was like a I would say like a 30 second section where that whole group just exploded. Yeah. Like nobody was like expecting that to happen. And she really made a move and, uh, and then they never came back to her. 
I've got to I've got to watch the replay because I like I said I, you get limited vision of the right. race. Um, so I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. Also, we got to give a shout out to I mean Katie Katie Keo second place again again two weeks in a row strong right and then I mean I think- and very similar performance both weeks for her just sat with the group and then was able well, to sort of you she, know well, get she, off the she front. got the whole shot at the start she did. I've got and, a good photo of that. Yeah, and she really, um, she really forced the pace for everybody else at the beginning, but it was not until after Santa's move that then she was basically within the group, and it wasn't towards the end of the race, and then she really broke away on her own and looked absolutely superb. So she broke away from Sophie DeBoer and Ellen Noble. Yep. And then Ellen Noble was able to kind of win the two-up sprint and well, it wasn't even that, was it? Because it, it looked like Sophie DeBoer just had nothing left. And yeah, Ellen well, they Nova came just, around that corner together. They came around the corner together, but, but, but Ellen, Sophie DeBoer just like yeah, did she? She nothing. didn't sprint. She she almost sat up. I think you <laughs> yeah, know the, she was the, done. the camera foreshortened the distance between them. I I think Ellen had it in the bag halfway down the home stretch. That's right. I didn't get the red photo vest. I got the blue video vest, and I wasn't allowed finish line access. Hmm. Um, the UCI. But hey, you got a vest. I got a vest. Pretty I got, awesome. I got pretty much all access and got some great shots afterwards of Ellen. Um, so yeah, kudos to Ellen riding super strong. Gets a podium. I mean, that's a, that's a beast of a podium. Sana, uh, Caitlin, and Ellen. The, those those two, Ellen and Katie Keo are just really... I mean, I guess Katie Keogh had a second last year at Valkenburg. I mean, she's she's been around. She's not. This she's was not. Ellen Noble's first podium but in this the is UCI Noble's race in a World first Cup race. World yeah. Cup podium. Yeah, which she is pretty was great. Absolutely stoked. I mean, you As could just tell from, yeah. from her body language. Super um, cool. Yep. Very um, cool. I uh, think my. His... I think that I think the little pep talk. Sorry, not pep talk. Her burning me, roasting me on Friday. I think that helped. Yeah. Sure did. So, Bodie, did you happen to catch what happened to Katie Compton uh, while you were watching? Because, you know, she was doing well there for a while at the front of the race. And looking over the results, it looks like she finished, you know, almost second, third to last in the thing. Any any inside scoop on that? No, I, I wondered the same thing. I was there and noticed her kind of disappear from the front of the race. And at some point I saw her come around a corner just riding super gingerly and, and very slowly and you could tell that she was in something was not right but she was continuing to ride so i had to look it up and i saw that her husband said she got stung by a bee on saturday and was having trouble breathing so i okay so i i saw something but it might have been actually from the jingle cross one because she did kind of the same thing, right? She dropped off the front. Well, she crashed in Jingle Cross. Okay, so she crashed in Jingle So I think yeah. this one she had, I heard she had an asthma attack. Okay. That's, yeah, so, that's so, what I heard. So two weekends in a row at the World Cups where she's just not, she's had some sort of incident, which is too bad because... Yeah, she seems she, to be riding strong yeah, otherwise. Yeah, she rode, she rode really well on Friday. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. I mean, she's... a I guess she's a track rider. Yeah, she's a track yep. rider. Track yeah, rider. And yeah, as we talked about in previous episodes of the podcast, she had really targeted this year to be a big year for right. both the World Cup 
uh, and the Dave Ave series. Of course, Dave Ave hasn't started yet, so she could still uh, do well overall in that series. Does that but start this weekend? There's one. I think. I think it might be the first one is this weekend. Don't know when the first race is. Have to check that out when yep. you guys uh, uh, are are talking. I'll look it up. But yeah, it's too bad. Um, I'm assuming she's still going to complete the you know her her season uh, as as planned. Um, but she's dug herself in a bit of a hole in terms of the World Cup overall through you know you know sort of race disaster and and sounds like physical disaster in this in this well, last race. It might still be early days for World Cup, but there's still world champs and there's still Dave Ave, and I think she can get some wins in Europe. I think she can do it. Yeah, I think it'll happen. Still five more World Cups left, right? Dave Ave starts October eighth, by yeah. the way. Okay, next weekend. Um, uh, we, yeah, weekend after this one. So, I think she's going to do well. Uh, Katarina Nash did not have a great race either. She didn't, and at the start, she had. I don't know what happened during the race. Honestly, I'm starting to get Katarina Nash and Caroline Mani confused. They have a similar style, although they're wearing completely different They do different look kits. slightly similar. They do look similar on the bike. Helmets Small brunettes. And, yeah, just I think the gear they wear is the yeah. same too. So, but well, she Katarina was, Nash was actually wearing the World Cup leaders uh, skin yeah, suit, so, so she looked different. But and she not also the had French champions skin suit, so it was easier to discern them. It was. Uh, it is, but I, I don't know why I get them confused. Um, and she, at the start line, she had a bag of ice on her face. I don't know if that was to cool her off, or, or maybe she did something. Yeah, also. maybe she went down. So yeah, it was a. It looked like a really. A, it was very dry and loose course, right? Yep. So uh, there yeah. were a lot of people sliding out. Uh, yeah, especially dusty. on that very on dusty off camber descent. A lot of people going down on that. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly, and you could set up at the bottom and uh, take some photos, but it was kind of a <coughs> risky spot to be because there were hay bales that I was sitting on, and a few cyclists came pretty close to uh, Nikki Bramier almost ran into me. She um, she she could not get that one right. Yeah, she did not look uh, good on that at all. Actually, no. it's funny because it it really looked like the high line on that was the was the fast line, but there were people that were. Just insisting. I guess. I guess once you got off of the high line, there was no splitting the difference. You were either up on that good high line, or you were down all the way on the low line, which took you right into the to the fencing. Yeah, there. And you had to turn it. I'm going to help you out here because you know what the best line was. The Sven line. The Vanderpol line. Oh. Yeah. yeah. What was his line? Uh, whatever line he took was the best line. He was riding the high line. He, he rode so fast that I got like zero pictures of him. <laughs> I know. But there, I were moments, there were you moments. There were like two pictures of him in the whole thing. Yeah, I know. It was there's there's a few that I didn't <laughs> include, but it just he just would come by so fast. You're like, oh crap! And then was, he was unreal. Absolutely. The, the unreal. feed was so funny. Matt, you and I were watching together. And there were times when the director would cut from one shot to the next, to the next, to the next, to try to follow him around the course. And he was riding so fast that it was almost like, all right, cut they to three, to four, him. I mean, to five, to six. Yep. You know, I mean, it just was, you know, the camera was hard to follow him. I'm sure we missed like eight tail whips that happened. Yeah. Because I'd, they just weren't catching him. On Friday, after the start, I didn't get the start line or the them coming through the first corner. I ran to the flyover to see if to see him boost some air on the flyover, and he didn't. And Emily was actually at a smaller jump, and she said that oh, she kept 
the one after that. The little dirt like jump. The little, the yeah. little hump. She yeah. kept yelling at him to give her some air, and he didn't oblige. He said he was super serial. Yeah, they... he was he was very serious. I think he was not doing a lot of showboating, but he did do a he couple did, of like He tail whipped wheel, once. Li- yeah. Yeah, he, he was more doing like a front wheel little mm-hmm. uh, flick. I think he was keeping it safe. Yeah. Um, so I just also wanted to talk about uh, just the, the whole event as a whole. Trek, just a, just a cool venue, um, cool atmosphere. I happened to start talking to this guy, I believe his name is Chad Brown, who's a CFO of Trek, and he was curious about Emily and I's opinions about the event, mm-hmm. um, just really was interested in, you could tell that he was someone who wanted to learn and to make the event big, uh, better, like he was into you know, growing the event even more, and I was like, is it going to be a World Cup next year? He's like, are you going to come back? And I was like, is it going to be, I'd love to, is it going to be a World Cup? And he's like, that's our plan. Yeah. Um, it's kind it of a, a, kind of a cool thing they have going over there. I think um, it was a huge success. Yeah. So I, if you can make it to Madison, um, or I guess it's in Waterloo, would you stay in Madison? I mean, it's it's something worth going worth going to. Yeah. I gotta All say. right. Awesome. What's nice to see is that behind the barriers is back. It is. And uh, Bodie, you and I were talking a little bit earlier about that. Uh, on the way over here, uh, you saw the first episode. I've only watched the first episode. Yeah. Um, I was re- thought the opening scene was kind of cool because it was completely different. Where he's jogging and there was voiceover. I'm like, oh, where, where is this? Where is this new show? Show go. You thought it was more like a Rafa kind of thing? I, and it was, I thought maybe, yeah. It's got know, artistic it like, like and maybe this is more values. like a, a documentary. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of went back to the behind the barrier style, which is fine. It's great. Um, although it, it wasn't the most entertaining. I'm looking forward to episode two, you say, is better. I think uh, episode two is more interesting than seeing... Uh, Spencer Petrov buying a used toaster <laughs> from a thrift store. Yeah, that uh, was... Uh... I, I mean, you know, I've been to thrift stores myself, and uh, as exciting as that is, I don't find that as exciting as seeing uh, content about cyclocross racing. Yeah, although you do have to admit the fact that he pulled the <laughs> box down that said it was a toaster box and inside yeah. were hockey And it cars. looked like that was going to be the good toaster yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was pretty good. I think that's yeah. probably why that piece made it into the cut. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to watch season 2. Um, I couldn't Jeremy Jeremy was really giving Spencer a hard time about wearing that t-shirt and I thought that was pretty funny slash great slash I think I think there's going to be a lot of ribbing I think on so him as the junior member of the team I guess so yeah yeah that should be interesting Yeah, so guys, uh, another uh, another year of early season racing cyclocross over here in the States. Another year without uh, Marianne Voss over here. Um, again, I guess she had uh, she had other business to take care of over in uh, in Norway this weekend. Is that right? Uh, yeah, she was part of the Dutch women's team uh, in uh, at the World Champs in Norway. And uh, 
they did pretty good this year, I would say. You know, they won uh, both the women's time trial and the women's road race. But it was not Marianne Voss that won either of those. That's right. Although she has won both the time trial championship and obviously the road championship in years past. And the cyclocross championship and the uh, mountain bike championship and the, I think, track track championships and uh, probably the uh, BMX and uh, (laughs) uh, unicycling. Well, now you're just getting crazy. I don't know. I mean, she's Actually, I stand corrected. She's won the the Dutch national time trial championship, but she's never won the world time trial championship. Interesting. Well, her compatriot uh, won that this year, which I think we already mentioned last week. Uh, or did we? I don't know. I think I said she was the favorite for it, and yes, she was. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, Annemiek van Vleuten. Uh, I think we did talk about that last week. Yeah. So, yeah, they came away with a uh, shed load of medals, uh, their team, this year. And they also won the men's under 23. So, uh, pretty awesome performance. But it wasn't her. It was Chantal Black, who was kind of the domestique of the team, or one of the domestiques of that team, that uh, took away the Women's Road Championship uh, in a really nice move. They basically, Van Vleuten was the one who was, like, pushing hard on the climbs. Van der Breggen looked super strong. Uh, but because there were so many in that lead group, they had, like, three. In a, there was, like, a small group. And they had three Dutch riders in it, and Chantal Black got away. So uh, everybody was thinking it was maybe people were thinking it was a dummy move, and uh, that it was going to be either Van Vleuten or uh, Van der Breggen that was going to be the ones to 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 really go. But uh, they they let Chantal Black get away, and uh, it was a you know she came in solo for the win. I think you now call that move the Postal Burger, right? But, well, kind of, but a postal burger was like in the last couple of K, right? And this right. was this was from a ways out. How so, far? Ah, uh, last ten K, I think. I think it was in the last ten K that she. So uh, she gapped him over Salmon Hill, and and then and after then, I think it was no, it was after Salmon Hill. Okay. It was after Salmon Hill. It was on. It was when they were coming into the into the finish. Yeah. And they they did the same finishing circuit as the men, correct? They did, yep. Absolutely. The same Slightly circuit. shorter lead up to it, but but uh, yeah. less same laps, circuit. less laps, but still the same circuit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a great race. Really great race to watch. Um, probably better race to watch than the men's race in a lot of ways. Yeah, I have to say. I mean, I don't know if we want to segue into that men's race. I mean, obviously the result and the finish, and the historical significance of of Sagan's uh, third road race championship. Uh, in a row uh, was pretty incredible spoiler alert spoiler yeah we didn't we didn't get to the most important fact who called the winning (laughs) the winner who called it yeah you really went out on a limb and picked uh, peter sagan uh, for the road world (laughs) championship buddy a man with no no form or past history i had the guts to pick peter sagan yeah because you know there's no way he could win three in a row. And, oh, uh, he's got the sniffles. Townsend and I obviously picked the uh, the more intellectual choice of uh, Michal Kwiatkowski. Yeah, who actually ended up finishing outside the top ten. 
but hmm. just outside the top 10. You know? Yeah, well, it was, you know, it, it, it shaped up to be more of a sprint finish than maybe we had expected. It was a big group, you know, coming in, bigger group maybe than we had thought. Um, well, it was certainly a bigger group than we had thought until 5K to go yeah. when we lost all feed whatsoever. And then we were just sat watching a static camera of the red kite and <laughs> then waiting to see who came around the bend. I feel bad for the French commentators who were convinced that uh, Julien Alaphilippe was going to be the next world champion. Yeah. And uh, why do they think that? Because well, he, he had was about a 15 front. second gap. He was oh, off the front. He had a 15 okay. second lead. He was off the front. Um, him and uh, Gianni. Uh, Gianni Moscon. Yeah. Who? Gianni Monument Moscon. Gianni yeah. Monument. Uh, big fan of. Uh, Le Boeuf d'Histoire. Uh, big fan of holding bidons, Moscon. Uh, yeah, who had crashed earlier in the race. Uh, he had actually um, crashed. He went down and he also took down both Sergio and Sebastian. Hey now. But you know what? He got back up on his bike and he said, Hey now, hey now. <laughs> Don't dream it's over. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to keep on riding. And, Wait, why uh, wasn't that the cold open? <laughs> Where's my laugh track? <laughs> Wait, oh, that's I good my stuff. Cold open was pretty good. <laughs> I thought your cold open was great. Uh. Wait, so I was really confused. So you later on uh Cycling Hub or TV or whatever released the helicopter shot. Have you guys seen it? I have that? not seen it yet. No. Okay, so you watch so I watched that. The helicopter the, shot of the finish of the last 5k. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was really confused because I kept thinking Gaviria was Sagan. Because I didn't realize he wouldn't be wearing his world championship jersey. That's right. In the world championship race. And the right. Colombian jersey, sort of, because it's mostly white with some stripes, yep. looks like the world champ's jerseys. That's so right. I was confused mm. when he didn't cross the line first and I had heard that Sagan had won. So that brought up a question that begs a question the term defend the jersey how does that work right because you because you don't get to wear it because you're no longer world champion you're racing to be the world champion again so when do you defend the jersey then well you don't i mean he was technically def <coughs> defending the jersey in the sense that he was the last person to win it right but matt is correct uh at the start of the current year's world championship race, no one wears the rainbow stripes. Yeah, because no one's the world championship, world champion. So when people say defend, defend the jersey, I mean, is that... So then, so the next race that Sagan goes to, he, and he races in the, the rainbow stripes, is he defending the jersey then? It's not like anybody can take it from him then. No. Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't no. necessarily know that defending the jersey in the context of a world champion's jersey really has a lot of meaning. I mean it I, has obviously it has meaning within the context of a grand tour when okay. you are wearing yellow and you are defending the jersey. Sure. Okay. Because it can be right. taken from you in that race. But I don't think that like you ever cross World Cup. That's right. You are defending the World Cup. Okay. So you're defending the leader's it. jersey, but never the so you don't champion's really, you don't jersey. So you defend the, the world champ jersey. That's right. You just wear it proudly. Um, for a year. For a year. 
and yeah. then now, you try to win it back again. At the race, you lease it. Yeah. Well, at you, the at the race, the but here's on, a thought. At the race on Sunday, mm. Peter Sagan was obviously the defending world champion. Right. He was the so, defending world champion. So he is defending his championship. He's not defending the jersey. He wore the jersey that year as the world champion throughout he, the, the time. So in he between. was, for one day only, he was... Not the world champion. Not the world champion. Right. Yes. He was the, the reigning world champion. No. Well, not even for no, a whole, no, no, no. So, not even for one day, for about six hours. <laughs> he was not the world champion. So just, just during the reigning, race. Reigning is, when, is every day besides the race. I got right. a reigning world champion. Right. Like right now, Stephen Hyde is a reigning national champion. Yes. Right. But at but at when he toes the line and the whistle goes for next year's cyclocross national champions. He can't wear that jersey. He can't wear that jersey and during that race he won't be Which is the why I took issue with Jaden Kiefer wearing that jersey to defend his championship at the uh Lambra Crit Champions. Very good race. point. He should not be able to do that. He, yeah, I mean, it and I like, believe that was the only time he ever wore it. True, that's what he said. <laughs> I think he said he forgot that he had it. So technically, <laughs> he should have been wearing that, and he should have been disqualified from the race for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that we would find a segment for Matt to be very English on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know, he brings the sport into disrepute from doing that. I do think that there are not enough leaders jerseys. In Lambra, really? Granted, there's not a lot of series where one to wear a leader's jersey, but we need some sort of event like the driveway. We'll always come back to this, where people can wear leader's jerseys and people can try to take them away. Oh yes, no for a series, yes. yes. Somebody it. somebody gets to wear that hey, jersey. Hang on, why don't we do this at Hot Laps? That's right. You know what? I've got. I've got a busted ass jersey. I've, I've got an old jersey. I got plenty of old jerseys that I don't wear that are sitting in a box that I'm waiting just for my next, you know, Townsend's five dollar fire sale where I hang it all up and people come over to my house and just pick through it and decide what they want. I will donate one of those. I've got for a the great hot tuxedo lap jersey. Hot laps leader jersey. Can, can wear. I think this is a great idea. I like it. Hot laps leader jersey. The the defend the, the previous <laughs> week defending. Whatever, we'll figure it out. But it has to be pretty a pretty awful jersey too. It does have to be awful. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll find the worst, the most terrible one I can find. Eric Stewart, it's coming for you. Yeah. Can you bring it tomorrow? Uh, yes. Ill fitting. Ill fitting is also good. Did something, you notice something uh, that won't look good on anybody? Did you uh, Did you guys notice? Speaking of uh, champions jerseys, uh, that La Sport Elite posted a photo on Instagram or Facebook, uh, or both. Uh, of a, a team shot, four or five of them, Jaden, um, Lance, Matt Davis. And Matt's got a LaSport Elite jersey, and he's got the champion Lamber champion stripes, appear to be Lamber champion stripes around his arm. Those oh. are national champion stripes. National champion. Okay, there you go. He's got his national champion stripes. Nice. Yeah. Classy. That's pretty sweet. That's the way you should do so it. So they're red, white, and blue. They looked It looked light blue and red, like the sort of Lambra, Lambra jersey colors, but mm. I guess it's the... Stars and bars, or the bars, no stars. That's not stars and bars, it's stars and stripes. Yeah. Stick well, that, that's good that they're respecting that tradition. I like that. So someone in the semi-tough needs to win a national championship so we can make Tom design a national championship jersey. 
Yes. And there's a, there's a, there's a lot of questions around that too because like if you win an age graded Criterium <coughs> National Championship jersey, can you wear that in a regular category like you a one two three crit mm. in only, Lambra? Only in your category, I believe. Only be in the, the category that, that you, you won, won the race. That in. you won the race in, yeah. I think that would be the correct uh, so way way it should be done. So I mean, this is you know far fetched, but let's say I'm I go to Cross Nats, I win the Masters thirty five forty National Championship jersey. Can I wear that the following year at DSGP in the one two threes? I no. don't think anybody'd stop you, but no, 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 you can't. Here's what? a case in you point. Have okay, to be... under t- okay, worlds. Let's bring it back to worlds. <laughs> under twenty three, worlds champion, uh, Frenchman Cosnefroy. Okay, he races now for Age Desert. He can never wear that jersey because he's not racing under twenty three. He's racing in the pros, and he will never get to wear that jersey, even though he just won it. But, sir, but I mean, like. Is there a separate U23 uh, series of races? Uh, he could probably wear it if there were if he was racing in a specific under-23 race. This is a very hot topic right now because there were people in those races. Like, he was racing as a stagiary already. He'd already won a race for Ajay Desert as a stagiaire under-23. It kind of makes a joke of that category in a certain sense because it's like, well, it should have been. It was originally for amateurs, but they're not amateurs anymore. Okay, they're, they're well, actually professionals. Well, then it should say amateur U twenty three because U twenty three to me means just under twenty three years of age. You can be a pro at under twenty three. Sure, you could right. be a professional bike racer at eighteen. Marianne Voss was a professional bike racer at the age of fifteen in two thousand and two. Twelve, but whatever. I believe uh, Tom Pidcock just turned 18 and he's signed a professional contract for Telenet Fidea. You know. I, I will give you my interpretation, my very loose uh, American interpretation uh, of the question that you posed, Bodie. If you go to Reno and win a national champion in cyclocross in the 30 to 35... No, 35 to 40. 35 to 40 Masters, uh, then... I would say that you would not be kicked off the course if you came back and wore it at DSGP. Matt would run after you with a with a broom, and a, a cricket and, bat, and, uh, with a cricket bat. Yes. Sorry, fish and chips, um, <laughs> thumping, thumping, a, 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 thumping a, a, a large text. I would, uh, I would with throw papyrus paper. You. And <laughs> uh, written in old English. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. Sir, excuse me. Uh, according to rule number one dash seven five eight two three of the UCI Jersey Code, written in the original French. Uh, yes. Matt also. Yeah. Coincidentally, segue to uh, some more cross. I'm bouncing. I'm the first girl to scream on a track. I switched up the beat of the drum. That's right. I brought all the boys to the yard, and that's right. I'm the one that's tattooed on his arm. I'm bouncing. Uh, 
coming up this weekend here in New Orleans. Uh, Cross is coming here? Boss Cross. Like right this, here? This Sunday. <laughs> Matt is also on record as saying that mm. if either Ellen Noble or Sven Nice yeah. shows up mm. to race Boss Cross, right. uh, that he will show either or both of them the metaphorical door. Well, no. I think if you... If you had uh, followed the thread fully, I will only show them the door if they race in the B race. Oh, well, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. They have to race That's in the fair. A race. Okay. Yeah, I think they That's would fine. both. Yeah, no, they would both That's race. acceptable to me. It's okay. an A race. It's an Because un- it's unsanctioned. It's an unsanctioned race. They can race in the A race. That's open category, yeah. I would say. So, but did they you They would guys- have to be a 4-5 if they wanted to race in the B race. Well, but, but they could L- be a four or five because they don't, they're, they're, they're well, but, they're not, are they? Well, they're not anything because they're pros. Well, that therefore they are pro one, two, three. So they can race in the, in the A race. There are some races that do not allow pros. Yeah. Segway. Um, I did. I, I, rumor I don't has think it. that, uh, the race this weekend will disallow pros. No. Um, I want to hear what rumor, I want to hear what rumor has it, Cody. That's good, too. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it that Ellen Noble and Sven Nyes are registered for Boss Cross. And, and that rumor started where? <laughs> From, I mean, I live with one of the promoters, and this is, this is the word on their little chat group that they have signed up. It's a, it's a top-secret encrypted Google Doc uh, that contains the master list of those who have registered. It's not available online, so wow. we can't confirm... But we can't deny that rumor. Neither deny that yes. rumor. So the only way that people can find out is to actually show up to exactly. Boss Cross on Sunday, this which starts, I think the first race starts at 9 a.m. Uh, yes. Registration starts at 8, I, I believe. believe so. I, I did see a photograph, uh, Bodhi, this of, is what of, I'm saying. of you your girlfriend. Go, yes, in the event, there's yeah. a thread, and you do see my girlfriend with Ellen Noble. Right. Pretty good evidence that Ellen Noble is coming to New Orleans. Well, I would for say uh, there's also the text bubble that that pops up out of out of uh, out of your girl's mouth that says, "Are you coming to Boss Cross this weekend?" And then you can see Ellen Noble's reply in her uh, text bubble above her photograph that says, "Yes, I am." Yeah. Well, so KMC clearly B A W S E. Yeah. Mm. So okay. I well, think that's pretty strong evidence, and, strong. and I'm I'm really sorry that I'm gonna gonna miss this <coughs> uh, again. And and maybe this is you know let's let's close out with with Boss Cross. Get out there, uh, Gentilly Boulevard, corner of Gentilly and People's Avenue, out at the People's Course, the right. cross practice course for anybody that's been out there. Uh, I think it's turned into a pretty nice course, wouldn't you guys say? I think it's really shaped up into a fast, challenging, interesting. Uh, practice course, and I think the race is going to be great. Let me tell you what, Bodie. I, you and I have to admit, I haven't actually ridden it yet. Oh, you're 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 in for a nice treat, Matt. And Bodie, you and I, you know, we've promoted like sanctioned races. We've also promoted these bandit races. And I have to say, looking at this thing from the outside and looking at the work that these um, women are putting into this race, um, they are on it. I mean, they're on it in a way that is way more pro. Than we've ever brought to Swamp yeah. Lacrosse. Yeah, no, they're they're. I'm, uh, I'm astonished by the list of sponsors. Yeah, yeah, I've the list of sponsors already. is it's kind insane. of obscene. This is going to be a better race than our sanctioned Criterium races that we've put on. No. I mean, 
No? Well, crap. I mean. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> For the record, ladies, I said it, and Bodhi disagreed <laughs> with me. I think this Not trying to start a fight, <laughs> Emily, but. Oh, man. Wow. Really just. That was a, uh, I can't, you know, I got to stick up for my race. Of course. Boss Cross is going to be awesome. Oh, wait, wait. Did you just say, I've got to stick up for my race? <laughs> oh, my God. Hashtag wow. Trump 2016. Oh, no. Oh, so, <laughs> just digging a hole. Wow. Oh, I, I, oh man, I'm going to have so much fun with that quote. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, <laughs> Boss Cross is going to be awesome. The promoters have done an amazing job. Um, I'm. I heard there are sixty-seven prizes. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I. I. It, it looks like it. There's about there's sixty-seven like nine, sponsors. It's like nine podiums. So everybody. Well, I'm hoping that I can win something. I know. I'm pretty excited. I'm. I. There's some pretty cool gifts. Um, coffee and there's bike pumps, uh, gift certificates. And there's a lot of cool. I think things. there's some wine because I saw that uh, yeah. Swirl are in there yeah. and uh, uh, Beth is is hooking up. Yeah, the the group. So awesome! It's gonna be a good event. Matt, are you? I'm hearing rumors on the street. You might be DJing. I heard that. Uh, well, I'm I'm just gonna put uh, put this out there that uh, the invitation was put out today for DJ Rear Admiral Sochirio to provide the dope beats, and um, he has obliged. So, All right. Uh, yeah. So it's gonna be a party. It's going to be a party. It's going to get a little weird. It's going to get a little wild. And uh, uh, ladies of Boss Cross, I will play whatever you want. So there you go. I'm going to help set up the course on Saturday. So I am going to maybe suggest lengthening the course a bit. Slightly longer. Yeah. How, how long is it right now? I think it's like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7. So it's pretty, oh, it's short. pretty short. Yeah. All right. Um, 0.6.7 miles. It's about 1K for those, so, for so those that speak to English. So you get UCI level? Is that well, what you're... Uh... I'd actually like to get to a USAC level, but whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. I, I think it's nice to... And this, no one is... I mean, this is not approved by Boss Cross, so who knows? It might not happen. But I think it's nice that if you practice on a course and you throw an event on that course, you change it up a little bit. You add a little something new to it. Yeah, except that if you paid attention to your own interview with these ladies, one of the things mm. that they like about doing it on the practice course is that people can come out and race a course that they are familiar with, yeah. which mm. which kind of lowers the barrier to entry, yep. and they want some familiarity. Backwards, which we should do actually tomorrow. So, Bodie, are you trying to take away the fun? <laughs> is that what you're trying to do? Remove the fun aspect of it? Is that? Uh, no, I just want to add more like pedaling sections. I smell some mansplaining in this oh, room God. too right now. Oh, I don't know, man. man. Yeah. No, I just want to add more uh, yeah, pedaling so you wanna, sections. You want to make it more macho? Is no, I want to add more pedaling sections so I can beat whoever I'm going to race. You want to add a little more length, maybe a little more girth too? Oh, <laughs> come on, Bodie. Speaking of whoever wow. you're going to race on Sven this. Sven and Ellen Noble and uh, Kurt. And, and, uh, and what about uh, the Zack Rabbit? Yeah, me and Zach. Yeah. Go. Well, I, I heard he was no, going to do the B race. He posted he wanted to do the B race, and then no. I then I photo commented photo commented his ass <laughs> with a giant pile of sandbags. Yeah. No, it was I'm going to race Bodie. That's he forgot the last. He forgot he got the last part after the B. Left out the O E D I. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Fair enough. 
Well, hey, guys, um, have we, uh, I think we've kind of gotten through our agenda here, huh? Uh, yeah, pretty much, I think. Well, we do have, we know. got a pretty good viewer mail. Oh, we do? That I think well, we that's should... what I was getting around to, is okay. that we've, we've, we've gotten through the agenda. And, uh, Bodie, you forwarded some viewer mail that we got from, uh, from our good friend Ryan Clark. Or Robert. No longer Robert. I or think Ryan the, uh, or Robert. It's Ryan. I think the email fairly clearly addressed the question that I posed. I was, I'm, I'm unclear. Two episodes still. It ago, it says Robert or Ryan or Robert. I think you call him just, Rob Ryan. I think it was just throwing me a bone there because I'm always calling him Robert. Rob Ryan. So Rob Ryan. I like to think of the former uh, Saints defensive coordinator. Yeah, that Miss Mays getting hammered. That's who sent us an email. All right. So well, uh, give Rob it to Ryan. us, Bodie. What is, uh, what does he have to say? Well. He said that he, well, I mean, I don't, should I read the email verbatim? I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm going to summarize. He liked the latest episodes, so they were awesome. Mm. Thank you, Ryan. Um, he appreciated his in-depth shout-out in that he feels like he's got his 15 minutes of fame. Um, you have. Maybe you'll have 15 minutes later. Well, he's, got, he's got another 30 seconds right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Um, and he said that he was at the Big Dam Bridge Ride in oh. Little Rock this weekend riding. And I heard about he that. saw someone wearing a Harbor Master t-shirt, and they talked about the podcast. That's right. And he sent me a photo, and it's our buddy Jonathan Toops. Yes, and I just noticed, uh, that's interesting. Well, you you probably you do you have something more to say about it? Because I do. Well, the tubes just sent me a message saying he met someone in Little Rock. Yep. And they started talking about the podcast, and I go, "Oh, we've got a new fan." And then I was, oh, it's, "It's probably Ryan." <laughs> well, what else I found out that Toops said? So I got into a little uh, interwebs discussion with Toops uh, because he posted a picture or of himself riding at that and he was in an all black like rafa kit right um looking good and he had i think blue shoes with white socks and somebody went somebody commented on his white socks and like going, dude what's up with the white socks and i posted white socks are hashtag europro af and Indeed. they are Indeed. They are. How do you feel about, are you okay with the White Sox with the colored shoes? Yes. Because I also posted a photograph of the Peloton from, I think, the tour in 1985. And the Badger is sitting on the front with White Sox and blue shoes. Huh. There you go. Does not get more pro. Then I rest my case. Then Blood. Robert um, Hanalt. And, yes, <laughs> and also he said, well, I was riding with a Canyon SRAM pro, which was uh, Leah Thorvalson, who is a brand new pro this year, uh, who, got, who got to the pro women's world tour through Zwift. Oh, that's right. She won the Zwift challenge yeah. where they recruited. She's from Arkansas. Her. That's right. Yeah, and she was uh, she was on that ride, so, and uh, she was there riding, but she had black socks on. And so Bodie Ryan also uh, wanted uh, oh. wanted to know. Yeah, true. asked you a question. Said, "Well, since you went full Mercs with your uh, time trial setup, mm. 
in the Pensacola Cycling Classic. His question to you is whether or not your skin suit was wool. It indeed was a long sleeve wool skin suit. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but I like the uh, I like the consistency of, of, of that answer. How hot would that be? A long sleeve wool skin suit on the beach in Pensacola. Oh my god! Well, wool is a is a natural uh, temperature regulator. So. It is. It is. I, well, merino is great. You know, it's very nice. So, you know, guys, we've got uh, I've got an idea. All right. You may have noticed, and our listeners may also have noticed, that, uh, you know, though we have many friends of the podcast, uh, two, two guys really stand above the rest as, as true super friends Ooh. of the podcast. Okay. Super friends. I like that. And I would say that would be super friend Jeff and super friend Ryan. Mm-hmm. All right. Back it. And like uh, sort, of, sort of back and forth, you know, with, uh, with kind of who's on top. You know, mm. sometimes we hear a little bit more from Jeff. Sometimes well, we hear a little bit more from Ryan. You don't always have to be on top, do you? No. I mean, you can always you can always be you know on the bottom if you like. You know, it's, it's your choice. But I thought maybe we'd uh, have a little uh, little super friends contest between the two of those guys. I like that. Who is to the, sort who of is... see who the ultimate super friend of the podcast was? And I'm thinking maybe starts off with uh, some on bike stuff. Maybe a little mm. gold sprint between the two of them. That would be awesome. Uh. Well, I know that one of our super friends, Ryan, is a big Zwifter. Yeah, so we could do it. We could do it uh, virtually, virtual uh, gold sprint. I think we do this a virtual gold sprint between the two of them. Yeah. Okay. So we 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 start off with uh, (coughs) stage one, which is a little uh, virtual gold sprint on uh, on Zwift, and then I'm thinking maybe the second part, second stage, is a is a sort of a written test. Just a general cycling knowledge test, just to see if these guys have been paying attention to what we talk about on the show, and uh, and then mm-hmm. maybe we we cap it off with the, the final stage, which is uh, a little test about how much each of them knows about the three of us. Okay, we've shared a little bit of our stories and our lives and who we are and what we're all about on this podcast. Yeah, see how much these guys have been paying attention. All right. I like that. We'll score it, and uh, we'll determine who our ultimate super friend of the podcast is. And what do they get out of that? Uh, T-shirt designed (laughs) by uh, Sir Cheerio. Or or one of my children. And uh, (laughs) perhaps a uh, six-pack of uh, Urban South beer. Or how how about this? How about we just kind of go to the written part, and we just get some reviews? Oh, that's a good idea. We do need some reviews for this podcast. Yeah, actually, we... a prize for the best review. I like that. Okay. Of our podcast on iTunes. Gets what? Gets a t-shirt saying, I am the best reviewer of the Yeah, You're Right Cycling Podcast on iTunes. Great. Okay. Or so something I... or something slightly more interesting than that. Yeah. Maybe or, we have you know, some Peloton yeah. swag from Harbormaster we can give or, away. Or, you know. They Sounds get, great. Yeah. Well, Bodie, um, we're uh, we're kind of done with our agenda. Um, final thoughts on on Waterloo and and your experience up there. And uh, oh, sorry, I think Sana is texting me right now. Wants to know oh, if I want to do oh, a photo sorry. shoot. Oh, is that? Oh no, it's Sven. Oh. Oh, it's Sven and Jens. They want to go drink beers. Sorry, uh, guys. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, I know we, like you now. You're living in another world. Other, you know, and that hopefully you'll still like, you know, 
remember us. Well, I got I got to admit that I missed having you guys. Or we've never gone to an event together, so I can't miss you guys. But it would have been great to have you guys there because there's a lot of opportunity to get really good sound bites. The pros are very accessible. Yeah. I spoke to a bunch of them, <coughs> and I just felt like I was, you know, I was focused on my. I had a single vision of taking good photos. Um, Which I, you did. I could have seen. Us as a good team, me taking the photos, you guys getting some good audio. So I think we should uh, try and, you know, maybe we'll go to Louisville. Yeah. Plus, you, you probably there. could have used somebody up there to throw some water on you too, right, Bodie? I did get pretty hot, yes. Yeah, you needed a, uh, a soigneur. <laughs> but yeah, let's... You know, let's... Here's, here's the thing. Like, What you needed was the Swanee River. Right, <laughs> there are a lot of Suwannee rivers there. <laughs> to to throw that to oh never mind. Anyway, well, so yeah, next time we'll make it a team effort and bring the whole Yeah You Ride podcast, uh, the next cross race that we go to, and uh, can we get the Yeah You Ride podcast van? Because I feel like we need that, like a mystery machine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, done with shag carpet. You ready to buy a van? Let's do it. <laughs> So, guys, I'm, uh, I'm out next week. I'm going to be in California doing uh, right. Pod Across America, riding my bike from San Francisco to Los Angeles. Uh, so I will not be recording in the studio with you guys next week, but I'm going to bring my portable recording device and try to get some sweet interviews with the many characters uh, who are out there on the ride, including friend of the podcast, uh, Vince G., Sweet. Uh, he and I will uh, record a few little uh, segments from the road to send back to you. So I will be dropping some nuggets uh, in your Dropbox folder, uh, and I will be here with you only in spirit next week. So uh, have fun uh, recording next week's episode uh, without me, but uh, hopefully I'll have some content to send you to add to the mix. Awesome. So, so with that, uh, this is the T-Bone Signing off tonight saying that I'm going to California. And this is Sachirio saying, I just mounted up some tubulars in the time that it took to cook my kids' dinner, which was about 15 minutes. And this is Bodhi Bodhi saying, I can't wait to see how that tape performs in cross conditions. And I was at Trek Cup and I saw the tape and I thought of you, Matt. We'll find out on Sunday. Yeah, you ride. Good night, y'all. Good night.